it. Back for the captain, Tyler Adams. Austin McKinney, Des making a big run. It's meant for him. Des is snuck in behind. Des in the middle. Pulisic scores! Might have paid the price, but the U.S. takes the lead. Christian Pulisic, Captain America with the goal. United States advance in the World Cup. We'll play the Dutch sometime later. I think Saturday, Sunday, I don't know. Monday, Tuesday, whenever they play the Dutch, they play the Dutch. This is interesting to see your daily sports podcast, news, narratives, takes, and gambling. It's controversial Wednesday. Have a couple things for you today. Nothing crazy. Christian Pulisic right there. Um, He might have paid the price. Indeed, he may have paid the price. Saturday, December 3rd at 10 a.m. Oh, that is the perfect time. Oh, my God, because of college football all day. That is the perfect time. Saturday at 10 a.m. You love to see it. Yeah, he might have paid the price. How did the Wall Street Journal word it? Let's see how they worded it. They called it, the cost for Pulisic's strike was getting struck beneath the waist. Beneath the waist, huh? He ran in to the guy's foot. It hit him right in the scrotum. I can say that. Watch this. We'll watch slowly. Here it comes. Boom. Oh. And then other places, too. I think he just basically got screwed up. But makes him a legend. Christian Pulisic, TJ Oshie, greatest Americans in my lifetime. I'm kidding, kind of. I'm kidding, kind of. Uh, I guess we'll update you on the World Cup before we get into the controversies. Hugh Freeze today. What's up, Huey? Um, the English are through. They curb stomp whales. It means Iran. Teams to go home. Iran. Wales. Cutter. Um, Cutter scored one goal. Gave up seven. No wins. What a shocking result for a team that paid their way in. They should have just given their spot away. If Qatar is willing to buy the World Cup, aren't they willing to sell their spot in the World Cup? Should have sold it to many other places. The Netherlands are through. Senegal Senegal and the Netherlands are in. England and the USA are in. Those are the only four teams that are in right now. The other groups still have yet to play. Teams that have been eliminated include... I think only one other team has been eliminated. Canada... You have been eliminated. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Um, Other than that, a lot of stuff. What's going on today? Let's find out. So Canada's out. So the only team eliminated for Canada was Qatar, and it was close. (laughs) Yeah, sounds about right. Tunisia and France today. Australia and Denmark today. That's in a couple of hours. Then the second window. So the games are at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and then 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For those of you in the States, the biggest game of the day by far, Poland and Argentina. That bracket is bananas. I think Australia-Denmark matters a lot, so the winner of Australia-Denmark will go. Uh, Saudi Arabia-Mexico is an interesting situation because Saudi Arabia, of course, beats Argentina. Mexico only has one point. If Mexico wins over Saudi Arabia, that will give them four points, which would mean that Argentina, Saudi Arabia, and Poland could all find themselves in a position with four points. Well, that's actually not possible. So that bracket's still theoretically wide open. France is through. 
They can't be caught. Um, they can be tied by Australia. But Australia are playing uh, Denmark. Denmark has, is 0-1-1. Australia are 0-1. Or 1-1, one one, excuse me, no draws. <sighs> I mean, you just always, always bet on the Europeans in soccer. It's a very simple game. Bet on the Europeans. Okay, let's move on to Controversial Wednesday. We said Hugh Freeze, the former head coach of your Ole Miss Rebels. I was there when he was the head coach. It was really fun. He cheated and paid a lot of players to come there, and it was awesome. Oh, let me just say, there are two criticisms of Hugh Freeze, one of which I'm going to give him a pass for, which is paying players and cheating. Um, because paying players was ahead of his time. Now you can just do that. You can just get donors to give them money. Like, that's just a thing. So he was just ahead of his time. The other criticism is that he's a creep. So let's get into that. So there's some various tweets and reporting that has already been done six years ago. This is uh, something a four-star recruit said that Hugh Freeze told him during his recruitment. Well, Coach Freeze told me, you're that big and out there with faith in Christ. He's like, what do you expect? Jesus got nailed to the cross. So he was just telling me sometimes things like that happen, but that's never going to change how he's going to treat his players and take care of them, even if I don't know if he really did make the mistake doing what he did or not, soliciting prostitutes. But I can just say, tell he's a good person, a great person. I know they're looking at maybe a bowl suspension for 2017. Yeah, and a lot of other stuff. I don't know what they're going to do, but I don't think that'll affect anything as far as how he treats his players and stuff like that. That player did not go to Ole Miss. I don't know who it was, though. This is just reporting. So he's telling people that things are hard. Jesus got nailed to the cross. Is that him comparing himself to Jesus? It is. Obviously. Duh. It's exactly the kind of thing he would do. Here we go. Let's do more stuff. Hugh Freeze. So he has new things in his contract that will prevent him from being a creep here. Multiple sources say Freeze has agreed to relinquish control of his social media accounts when he becomes the Auburn head coach. The background check on Freeze was extensive, and the school hired a PR consultant to handle the expected blowback of bringing him aboard. They are jumping through a lot of hoops for Freeze. As one source with Auburn ties said Sunday, I, that's a terrible way to word that. <laughs> if he's contractually obligated to stay off social media and they had to hire an oh shit firm before he even started, is, is hiring him really a good idea? No, it really isn't. I have more stuff uh, from Twitter.com. This is from Tom Fernelli. He tweeted this. This is really great. Multiple sources say Freeze has agreed to relinquish control of his social media accounts. So what exactly did he do? Well, he was sliding into Coed's DMs. He was arguing with reporters on, on Twitter.com. It really is remarkable the kind of stuff he tried to pull off. Uh, you can look it up, but we can keep, we can keep getting into more stuff. Um, some of the things that Hugh Freeze is accused of was calling a girl into his office as he was a high school administrator and telling her to remove her Grateful Dead shirt did not allow her to be in the presence of a female administrator, made her do it in front of him. <clears throat> that was before he was hired at Old Miss. That reporting came out later after the Old Miss stuff. As far as I know, that's the timeline I understand is that Old Miss did not know that. But it wouldn't have mattered because nobody really cares right now. Like it clearly 
doesn't matter. Other stuff he's accused of is comparing leaders to Jesus, which is fine. But if you compare all of this to, to accidentally, he said he misdialed the number of 12 sex workers with an old Miss phone, which is important because old Miss is not a private institution. It's a state-run institution, which means that's public record. All of this happened. But we got to keep in mind, Huey Freeze beat Bama twice. So that's how that goes. If you saw this on TikTok or Twitter over the weekend, Auburn and Indiana women's college basketball played a game. They have these tournaments, their neutral site, Hawaii, Vegas. There was one in Philly hosted by Barstool Sports. They're all over. They usually have between four and eight teams. A <clears throat> bunch of teams getting together to play each other. Get some travel, non-conference schedule. Get the season underway before the, the real stuff starts in January. Auburn and Indiana are Power 5 schools, which that shouldn't mean anything, but it, it does, obviously. The SEC and the Big Ten, they're not just Power 5. They are the two most famous, most powerful conferences. The ACC was like Duke and North Carolina. They used to think that, but they're not. They're just two schools. They're the two most powerful conferences, and these are name institutions. It's not Michigan and Alabama, but it's kind of close. Well, over the weekend, they played a game in a hotel conference room. They set up a court in a hotel conference room. If you think I'm joking, I am absolutely not joking. So I'll pull up the tweet here. It is wild. If you want to turn your phone to the side on Spotify or wherever you want to watch. Internet is being insanely slow today. But they played in this conference room. And it was obviously insanely viral. That's what it looks like. It's just, you know, one of those empty conference rooms. They just put a tournament there. It's not a great fan experience. They just, I don't know what the deal was. We'll get into that in a second. But if you're a Division One athlete, like, what the fuck are we doing? If you played in this in high school, you'd be like, what, there's just carpet? They're just walking out? What's the atmosphere going to be like there? They play music? Like, what, what are we doing? Look how embarrassing that is, that they played in a conference room. Like, this is in the, it, these schools have hundreds of millions. I think Auburn has a billion. In, Auburn University is the alma mater of the CEO of Apple. These are major institutions. Obviously, the tournament organizer, some guy, um, got ripped. Got ripped to shreds. Terry Morin, the head coach of, of Indiana, called it disappointing. I think there are other people that probably need to apologize as well for wanting us to come play in this event and making promises. This is not what was described to us as far as what the venue was going to look like, what the setup was going to look like. What is disappointing was the aesthetics. It's not a fan-friendly environment. As women's basketball coaches, we're trying to move our game forward. It felt like because it got so many ticks on social, we had a couple steps backward. Yeah, maybe. Ticks on social. Yeah, I don't know that you have social accounts, Terry. We have an obligation to grow our game, and we completely miss this opportunity because we have a lot of really good teams here representing their conferences. I mean, if you look at the picture, look at the picture. What a joke. It's on live stream on something called Seven Flow. This is Indiana and Auburn. If this happened for Division Three, you'd be like, yo, I'm just happy to be here. Division One. And not just Division One, like major Division One. These teams could win the national championship. Like, I don't know if you follow women's basketball. I don't really follow it that closely until like maybe February. But if one of these teams won the national championship, would just really good. You'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Mississippi State and South Carolina. You wouldn't think that they're good at women's basketball. There are. They're, they are. They're sick. They're awesome. The tournament director Bryce McKee told the teams. 
that the event would have a similar course set up to the Athletics Unlimited Professional Women's League, which took place in Vegas earlier this year. He was, <clears throat> get this, the tournament director was not at the tournament. I believe that people should be paid what they're worth and that revenue sharing contracts should be negotiated in good faith. I firmly believe that if women's professional basketball were more popular, more people would attend. I believe that women's soccer should be paid the same revenue percentage that men's soccer is paid for the amount of money that they earn. I do also believe that this is gross horseshit. And that Terry Morin and other people commenting on the situation should have felt free to be like, hey, uh, fuck this shit. Them and Auburn should be like, yeah, we're not. This ain't. No. They should have thrown a fit. And I'd have been on board with that. Say, like, well, we're not men. Yeah, well, just if you want to be a white guy, just act like a white guy. It's literally that. Somebody's like, we're not fucking going. I'm not playing in a hotel room, dude. That's literally, for, for me, that's all I would have taken. Like, yeah, of course they walked out. This is preposterous. I can't believe this happened in the year of our Lord. Unbelievable. Tomorrow is Thursday Night Football. Oh, uh, man. Let's listen to an announcer. The worst Homer announcer on the radio or for local broadcasts is this guy named Jack Edwards in Boston. Let's listen to him called Pat Maroon Fat. Pat Maroon is a hockey player for Tampa who just won. This is the only player in NHL history, I believe, to win three consecutive Stanley Cups with at least two different teams. Oh, it's quiet. Can't help you there. That sounds like you've had a few doobies between then and now. To be clear, Tampa owns Boston. At sports, really. Uh, Thursday night football tomorrow night. We'll preview. We'll preview that tomorrow morning. I think. I hope. Possibly. I'm traveling. We'll see if I can figure out a show. Football Friday is the last college football Friday of the year. Got bowl games after that. It's Christmas season. I'm gonna do some shopping. I don't want to. Put it off till later. <laughs>